Chapter 100 To all the world, I declare the earth is hollow and habitable within, containing a number of solid concentric spheres, one within the other, and that it is open at the poles twelve or sixteen degrees. J. Cleves Sims of Ohio, late Captain of Infantry, April 10, 1818, quoted in Sprague de Camp and Lay, Lands Beyond, New York, Reinhardt, 1952, Roman 10. Congratulations, Kassaubin. In your innocence you hit upon the truth. Hitler's one genuine obsession was the underground currents. He believed in the theory of the hollow earth. Holwertlehrer. I'm leaving. I've got gastritis, Dio Talevi said. Wait! We're getting to the best part. The earth is hollow. We don't live outside it, on the convex crust, but inside, on the concave surface. What we think is the sky is actually a gaseous mass, with points of brilliant light which fills the interior of our globe. All astronomical measurements have to be reinterpreted. The sky is not infinite, it's circumscribed. The sun, if it really exists, is no bigger than it looks, a mere crumb having a diameter of thirty centimeters at the center of the earth. The Greeks had already suspected as much. You made this up, Dio Talevi said wearily. I did not. Somebody had the idea at the beginning of the last century, an American, a man named Sims. Then at the end of the century another American, name of Teed, revived the notion, supported by alchemistic experiments and a reading of Isaiah. After the First World War the hollow earth theory was perfected by a German, I forget his name, who founded the Holweltlehrer movement. Hitler and his cronies discovered that Holweltlehrer corresponded exactly to their principles, and they even, according to one report, misaimed some of the V1s because they calculated their trajectories on the basis of a concave, not a convex surface. Hitler at this point was convinced that the king of the world was himself, and that the Nazi general staff members were the unknown superiors. Where does the king of the world live? Beneath, not above. This hypothesis inspired Hitler to change the whole direction of German research toward the concept of the final map, the interpretation of the pendulum. The six Templar groups had to be reassembled. Everything had to be begun again from the beginning. Consider the logic of Hitler's conquests. First, Danzig, to have under his control the classical places of the Teutonic group. Next, he conquered Paris to get his hands on the pendulum and the Eiffel Tower and he contacted the synarchic groups and put them into the Vichy government. Then he made sure of the neutrality, in effect the cooperation, of the Portuguese group. His fourth objective was, of course, England, but we know that wasn't easy. Meanwhile, with the African campaigns, he tried to reach Palestine, but here again he failed. Then he aimed at the dominion of the Paulician territories by invading the Balkans and Russia. When Hitler had four-sixths of the plan in his hands, he sent Hess on a secret mission to England to propose an alliance. The Baconians, however, refused. He had another idea. Those who were holding the most important part of the secret must be his eternal enemies, the Jews. He didn't look for them in Jerusalem, where few were left. The Jerusalemites' group's piece of the message wasn't in Palestine anyway. It was in the possession of a group of the diaspora. And so the Holocaust is explained. How is that? Just think for a moment. Suppose you wanted to commit genocide. Excuse me, Diotalevi said, but this is going too far. My stomach hurts. I'm going home. Wait, damn it. When the Templars were disemboweling the Saracens, you enjoyed yourself because it was so long ago. Now you're being delicate like a petty intellectual. We're remaking history. We can't be squeamish. 
we let him continue subdued by his vehemence. The striking thing about the genocide of the Jews is the lengthiness of the procedures. First they're kept in camps and starved, then they're stripped naked, then the showers, then the scrupulous piling up of the corpses, and the sorting and storing of clothes, the listing of personal effects. None of this makes sense if it was just a question of killing them. It makes sense if it was a question of looking for something, for a message that one of those millions of people, the Jerusalemite representative of the thirty-six invisibles, was hiding in the hem of a garment or in his mouth, or had tattooed on his body. Only the plan explains the inexplicable bureaucracy of the genocide. Hitler was searching the Jews for the clue that would allow him to determine, with the pendulum, the exact point under the earth's concave vault where the telluric currents converged. And now you see the beauty of the idea. The telluric currents became equated with the celestial currents. The hollow earth theory gives new life to the age-old hermetic intuition, namely that what lies beneath is equal to what lies above. The mystic pole coincides with the heart of the earth. The secret pattern of the stars is nothing other than the secret pattern of the subterranean passages of Agartha. There is no longer any difference between heaven and hell, and the grail, the lapis exilis, is the lapis excoilis, the philosopher's stone, the terminal, the limit, the thonian uterus of the Empyrean. And if Hitler can identify that point in the hollow center of the earth, which is also the exact center of the sky, he will be master of the world, whose king he is by right of race. And that's why, to the very end, in the depths of his bunker, he thought he could still control the mystic pole. Stop, Diotalevi said. Enough is enough. I'm sick. He's really sick. It's not an ideological protest, I said. Belbo finally understood. Concerned, he went to Diotalevi, who was leaning against the desk, apparently on the verge of fainting. Sorry, my friend, I got carried away. You're sure it's not anything I said? We've joked together for twenty years, you and I. Maybe you do have gastritis. Look, try a Marincol tablet and a hot water bottle. Come, I'll drive you home. Then you'd better call a doctor, have yourself looked at. Dio Talevi said he could take a taxi home. He wasn't at death's door yet. He just had to lie down. Yes, he would call a doctor, he promised. And it wasn't the Holocaust business that had upset him. He had been feeling bad since the previous evening. Belbo, relieved, went with him to the taxi. When he came back, he looked worried. Now that I think about it, Dio Talevi hasn't been himself for several weeks. Those circles under his eyes. It's not fair. I should have died of cirrhosis ten years ago, and here I am, the picture of health, whereas he lives like an ascetic and has gastritis, or maybe worse. If you ask me, it's an ulcer. To hell with the plan. We're not living right. A mare and call will fix him up, I said. Yes, and a hot water bottle on his stomach. Let's hope he acts sensibly.